Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, the third day of Lent. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light, and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to us in many, in various ways, by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 12, beginning this morning at verse 13. Take care that you do not offer your burnt offerings at any place you happen to see, but only at the place the Lord will choose in one of your tribes. There you shall offer your burnt offerings, and there you shall do everything I command you. Yet whenever you desire, you may slaughter and eat meat within any of your towns, according to the blessing that the Lord your God has given you. The unclean and the clean may eat of it, as they would a gazelle or deer. The blood, however, you must not eat. You shall pour it out on the ground like water. Nor may you eat within your towns the tithe of your grain, your wine or your oil, the firstlings of your herds or of your flocks, any of your votive gifts that you vow, your freewill offerings or your donations, these you shall eat in the presence of the Lord at the place that the Lord your God will choose. You, together with your son and your daughter, your male and female slaves, and the Levites resident in your town, rejoicing in the presence of the Lord God in all your undertakings, Take care that you do not neglect the Levite as long as you live in the land. When the Lord your God enlarges your territory as he has promised you, and you say, I am going to eat some meat, because you wish to eat meat, you may eat meat whenever you have the desire. If the place where the Lord your God will choose to put his name is too far from you, and you slaughter as I have commanded, and you any of your herd or flock that the Lord has given you, then you may eat meat within your towns whenever you desire. Indeed, just as gazelle or deer is eaten, so you may eat it. The unclean and the clean alike may eat it. Only be sure that you do not eat the blood, for the blood is the life, and you shall not eat the life with the meat. Do not eat it. You shall pour it out on the ground like water. Do not eat it so that it may So all may go well with you and your children after you, because you do what is right in the sight of the Lord. 
But the sacred donations that are due from you and your votive gifts you shall bring to the place that the Lord will choose. You pro- shall present your burnt offerings, both the meat and the blood, on the altar of the Lord your God. The blood of other sacrifices shall be poured out beside the altar of the Lord your God, but the meat you may eat. Be careful to obey all these words that I command you today, so that it may go well with you and with your children after you forever because you will be doing what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. If we were to have stopped our reading of Deuteronomy yesterday, just before we started to mention the various types of sacrifices and the places where they should be offered, what would you have said was Moses' main concern in this final address to the people? I would have said, His main concern was the exclusive and radical love and allegiance for the people to the Lord, and that that would be preserved and passed down from generation to generation. Although Moses Moses invites the people into obedience to all the commandments, statutes, and ordinances that Moses has commanded, we've heard little more than an extended speech so far on, on the first commandment to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, so that we may worship and serve the Lord only. We often think of the law as the many and various commandments about sacrifices, clean and unclean food, circumcision, keeping Sabbath, what is holy, what is profane, ritually clean or defiling. But now 12 chapters into the book of Deuteronomy, and we have only now started to talk about sacrifice, holy places, rituals, Even within the intricate sacrificial system, the love of and allegiance to the Lord takes precedent. The first commandment is the only law presented without exceptions and accommodations. And the way each person is to begin and end each day is within this commandment, by reciting this commandment and passing that on to their children. On the other hand, we are going to hear the prophets also again and again speak against the hollowness of sacrifice and ritual, especially when love of God and love of neighbor are visibly missing from the lives of the people of the nation. The prophetic refrain will be that God requires mercy, not sacrifice. Mercy, of course, is linked to love, to God's loving heart. Yet at the same time, sacrifice remains a way through which we show and express our love for God and and for our neighbor as well. When sacrifice is made in loving response to a loving God, in fact, sacrifice is the way that we train our souls and our bodies in faith and in love. And there are different kinds of sacrifices and offerings that we are called to give in worship. Offering a sacrifice is different than just eating um, uh, an animal from out of the herd. It is an act of worship. And the burnt offering is a sacrifice that must be made at the the designated space. And it's made of a gift that is completely consumed. Burnt offering may be grain or an animal from the herd, but in the end, the whole offering is burned up. The pleasing aroma arising like smoke before the Lord And there may be any number of reasons why God commanded a burnt offering, but one of the most compelling is the way that this kind of offering teaches us first to let go of control of the gifts we give. There is no credit or dedication given for the use of the gift, and there is no way to dictate 
how it will be used. It is simply given, let go of, and then burned up. This also teaches us that our life and our prosperity is not from the things that we accumulate around us by our skill uh, or by our fortunes, uh, by enlarging our wealth, but all goodness and blessing come to us from God to give a gift to the Lord, the first fruits of our grain, and the best, or, or best and firstborn of our flocks. That is an act of faith in God's providence. But there are also sacrifices and offering made that support the Levites who have no other land to call their own, but live by God's grace and in service of the Lord. There are sacrifices for the sake of festivals of thanksgiving and praise and remembrance, offerings that become feasts shared with the whole family and people of the village. Our potlucks are maybe a poor reflection of these kind of feasts, but the idea is the same, that we sacrifice something that is ours and and in doing so share that with the community, with portions prepared for those who have no food and portions set aside for the servants of the Lord. The sacrifice might in one way or another benefit the one who gives the gift, but the giving of the gift is for the benefit of all. So Solomon may stand and sacrifice more than a thousand oxen to the Lord. That is Solomon's gift and sacrifice. But the benefits of that sacrifice, that is the meat of those animals, feeds a grateful and worshipful people as they celebrate in God's presence, God's promises, and all of God's gifts. In Lent, we are reminded of the importance of sacrificial giving in our life. This is not a sacrifice to take away sin or guilt or to make us holy or to sanctify us in service to the Lord. Those sacrifice, that sacrifice, that single sacrifice has been made once and for all by the cross, by Jesus on the cross. The sacrifice of humble hearts that we are encouraged to make part of our life each Lent is that practice of letting go of those things we might rely on instead of God or of offering up those things that God has given, but has the power to turn us away from God at the same time. This is all designed to strengthen our faith, but this kind of giving in certain circumstances also has the power to bless others and to draw this community together in praise and thanksgiving in the presence of God for all that God has done for us. It is a sacrifice for us that is a sign of our love for God and our neighbor. It is a call to give of ourselves and love to God and to one another. So even when we start talking about a sacrificial system that is ancient in origin and really foreign to us, we talk about those things in connection with Scripture, we are are just taking one small step away, working out from that first commandment, but always linked back to it. So whenever sacrifice is talked about in Scripture, it flows from this love of God. It's how we express our love for God. And that, by the way, is also the aim of Lent, that we turn and return in love and learn to love God new and fresh this year. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. 
This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray this morning for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of this world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, especially the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia. For all who work for peace and international harmony, and for those who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for those who welcome refugees and strangers and who care for them, for who else or for what else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.